and welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host, as always, Tina. How you doing, Tina? I'm good, Rob. How are you? Oh, absolutely positively pleasant, with the exception of my chest hurting. Yeah, those colds are no bueno. I got a little coffee cough going, but I actually feel pretty good. And I'm hungry because I didn't eat when I got home. Mm. I walked the pooch and shit the bed. Oh, no. <laughs> Something like that. One of those things. You walk the bed and shit the pooch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something like that. Oh, but, that's uh, funny. Yeah. So I was walking in right before I got in here. That's why I was running a little behind today. So, but he did his thing. And after here, I work, I'm going to get some kind of food in my belly. Nice. I've what been trying you? to eat in between bites. So, or talk to you in between bites. Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah. that's better because you can't eat between bites. I mean, you could I, <laughs> theoretically, but. Whatever. Odd. Yeah, I, I get you. I <laughs> it get happens. You. It makes sense. So yeah. um, over the weekend, we actually saw each other and had a little breakfast. And we're talking about things to talk about because we always go over that kind of thing. So um, before we get too in deep, social media, check it out. Instagram, Facebook, sometimes Twitter, sometimes YouTube. We're going to work on that. Hopefully we'll have a social media person shortly. And then you can check hey. us out on, oh, yeah. We uh-huh. do. Oh, awesome. Cool. I came we'll to an about. agreement and um, and my niece is going to help do the social media since I suck at it. So. Bitchin, bitchin. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And on that, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, iHeartRadio, all kinds of fun ones. Just check us out wherever you can listen to podcasts. So on the pod today, we thought we'd talk about marriage and we were talking about how we thought it should be super duper hard to get married and super duper easy to get divorced. Yes. <clears throat> and I think I, I've kind of thrown it at a couple of other people and they were like, well, how? And like, there has to be, I mean, a, a, a compatibility test. I mean, you look at all these dating websites Mostly like the big ones that you pay for. I forgot what the one eHarmony. That's the one I'm thinking about. eHarmony has this like, I guess this really long test that you have to take. I don't know. I've never been on there, but um, I guess it's, it's like deep. Like it takes a while to do this long thing and you answer all these different questions and that's how they match you with somebody, obviously with algorithms and all these different matches you get people. Why not have something like that? And and in, in a series of tests, there has to be, you know, compatibility, this, that you you say all these different things, all these crazy things. We put it in the computer and it spits it out if you're compatible or not. So what if you aren't compatible? It doesn't stop people from getting married, obviously. No, no, no. But I think there has to be like we talked about it before, like you were like 10 years and you're done. And I think. <laughs> Or 10 years well, and you have a way that's, out. That's not exactly that's what I said. I said you do a 10-year sign-up. You you commit for 10 years. You make the marriage work. You do whatever you're going to do. Have your kids. Go on vacations. Be a couple. Do whatever. But at the 10-year mark, you should be able to completely walk away. Or both people should at the 10-year mark. Like, walk away. They're allowed to do that. That's part of, you know, their contract. And... If they want to get back together, give it a year, still date, do whatever, fix whatever was broken, get therapy, fix yourself, go on vacations. I don't know. Do whatever you're going to do. And then after a year time, you could remarry or not remarry, but just start the contract up again and go that way again. I think that that would leave people and out for being in situations where it's basically lost its luster and they're still trying to hold on and they don't want to hold on, but legal repercussions make it that they have to. Mm -hmm. I think that would be kind of a, I don't know. I, it would still piss people off. It would cause a lot of problems still, but Mm -hmm. on the other hand, it would make it so much easier to not have to try to, um, to keep doing what's not working. Okay, so let's say you take this test, this massive compatibility test, and then there's other things from the outside, like uh, we we 
get statements from all your family and all your friends and all these different things. Like, and again, it's all, uh, it's all thrown into a computer, some kind of algorithm and how it spits things out. And I'm okay if you're not compatible and you still think you are. (laughs) I mean, obviously if you answer all these questions, your compatibility is going to be tested. Mm-hmm. So let's so let's say you're not compatible. Uh, actually, let's say you're super compatible. Let's start there. You're super compatible. And you take the 10 year, the 10 year gig. Because obviously you're compatible. Things are good on paper. You've been together a certain amount of time. See, that's the other thing. I think you should you should already have to be together a certain amount of time before you get married. You shouldn't okay. be able to get married after a year. I think that that's. Yes, it works. Not very often. So let's say there has to be three years of a relationship before you can do a marriage. You're super compatible. All these things, all these things. You, you sign up for your tenure. Cool. You go through. If you have if you have kids, the contract changes. Right. So there has that that there's a suitable. Um guarantee of how you take care of the child afterwards if if after the 10 years like i said uh, to me child support is a kiss of death for any any divorcing couple because no one wins if i take my kid and i'm drowning out my ex-wife because she has to pay me 500 dollars a month and she can barely eat top ramen and and my son when he goes over there she does nothing with him because she can't afford it it's not right. No, no one wins in that. I think it's when you come out of it, it's you're going to put this amount in and we're, and you're going to put this amount in. It goes into an account and it's done through, you know, not just you can't just go get money out all the time from it. Everyone you, you meet, everyone puts a pin in the money comes out. You go buy stuff for them. It, it's got to be a still too many people abuse the system. That's the problem. Right. So let's say after your 10 years, that's that. So let's say you're not compatible. Big red flag shoots up. Bing, 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 bing. No, you know, you know, uh, you end up going like, oh, my God, you can't get married. So from there, what do you do? You don't want to stop people from getting married. But I think from there, you have a five year out. It's, hey, we, we understand. <laughs> Look, you, your, your test scores. And again, I know this is like, it's all hypothetical. And love is weird. Love is blind. It's really blind. It wears uh, sunglasses and a helmet. And then you wrap the helmet in a sheet. And then you put that sheet in a closet with no lights on. That's how blind love is. You'll do some <laughs> dumb shit for it. And coming from me, that's I'm sure there's people out there who know me. They're laughing quite loudly. <laughs> um, so. So there you get five years after five years, uh, with the exception of having children, there's if, if you get it five years, there's you're out. Doop. You then you have to wait again. And then if you want to re up, you have to take the test uh, again. What? Yeah. I, see, I think more people would just be shacking up and not giving a crap about no tests. That's fine. But but we're but we're solving the problem of divorce. <laughs> we're solving. <laughs> right? Because it should be easier to get a divorce. It shouldn't be so hard. It should be harder to get married. We have to come up with some test to say or some way of making it super hard where you have to jump through hoops. And go to a lawyer and have the lawyer say something to you or this or your or your priest or whoever. It should be multiple things that because we're making it way too hard to get a divorce. Like you have to jump through hoops that I'm not a fan of the of the the um, of child support. For one, I didn't get it. So and I'm fine with that because I we had an agreement. But like, you know, too many people end up getting alimony. That shouldn't, you know, there, there should be a much higher level for why you're getting alimony. 
If you have a job, you should get none. Zero. If you've worked the whole time, you're divorced, both of you, you should get nothing. Now, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you haven't worked in 10 years, eh, there's a little bit I could see of why you should be getting a little something to get back on your feet. Those, That's what that should be for. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to get wrecked by people that are like jumping through their skin right now. But yeah, because I, I, I really don't agree with that. <laughs> no, and that's OK. Uh, well, because what you're going through <clears throat> and that's OK. And I, I get both sides of this. I, and I'm I'm not taking the man's or the woman's side. I know guys who who've gotten alimony mm-hmm. and you know what they do now? Sit home, not do shit. Mm. Don't work. They wait for the check to come and sit at home all day. Are you serious? Yep. Why? Wow. Why should they go to work? They're getting taken care of. Why shouldn't they put some freaking money away? Do something with your life. I understand that. But (laughs) things happen when you start getting around. Like they're, they're working the system, obviously. Yeah. And, and look, some of them are on a permanent vacation or until it runs out. I'm, I'm just not a fan of it. But again, I came out of a divorce that it was, you take this, you take this kid decides where it go, where he wants to go. No child support, no nothing, but you take care of your kid when it comes to the time of taking care of him. So school clothes, books, you know, supplies, things he wants to do. If he wants to play baseball, you both put money in to, to make it happen. It's it's like being married, but not being married. You take care of them or to that. But I'm looking more at the thing of just let's say you have no kids because there's tons of people who get divorced that don't have children. Mm-hmm. So or, or maybe we make a marriage license more expensive. Right. Because marriage license is cheap. Right. I mean, what was it? A couple hundred bucks? Maybe. I don't, I don't even, remember. even remember. It's been so long. Yeah. I mean, and mine was in Vegas, so it was probably cheap. It was probably like <laughs> $85 to get married. And then so or maybe that's the way to go. We make the marriage license like, you know, $5,000. <laughs> just something. There has to be something that changes how people, you know, view marriage. It's like I said, it's way too easy. If I, I mean, I could meet a girl over the weekend, fall madly in love, drive to Vegas and get married with, Mm -hmm. with zero repercussions with the exception of being married. So to me, it's just, it's a, it's a tad crazy. Now we do all that crazy shit. And now it's time to get uh, divorced. We're like, holy shit. You know, we try to maybe we try to make it work. Right. We go one and a half years, two years. Now we want a divorce because we're like, yeah, we were crazy. We didn't know each other. Now here it's 50 percent of your shit. You know, maybe alimony if she wasn't working. Let's do this. Let's do that. So. And now you're in a fist fight with somebody you barely know over right. making a mistake of marriage where if it was really, really, really hard to get married. Like, could you imagine if you just were like, yeah, we, let's go get married in Vegas. And they're <clears> like, yeah, it's five grand just to get the license. You'd be like, ooh, ah, maybe we wait. Maybe we save up to get married and we live together. And then when you find out it doesn't work, you just walk away. So I think in your case, you're probably right. I think more people will, I think more people are going to start shacking up anyway. I think mm-hmm. that's, that is the future. I think less people, I mean, they already are getting married less, less people are getting married because I think the financial burden of divorce, um, there's, there's things about not getting married and doing dumb shit. Like, <laughs> Like, uh, like buying a house with somebody that you're not married. Because I'll tell you, that comes back to bite you 
Yeah, badly. that's not that's not a Yeah, I, I know personally I got sued over one. Cause I got because I bought a house with somebody because at the time she couldn't afford, you know, she wasn't making enough money to buy it, but had a down payment from her parents. And of course I had a full-time job and I could come in and be that second part of it. She ended up leaving for her mom got sick, went to Colorado, did her own thing, found somebody. They're still married actually. Um, and I didn't want to sell the house because I was living in it and went to court. And of course, this is a state where you both own it. So you either I bought her out or we sold it. So, mm. yeah, it's it's not. Uh, let's just say it's not a good idea to do that either, because I mean, if, unless you don't want, care about the house, and you just want to sell it and get out of it anyway, then it's easy. Then you just do it. But if one of them wants to keep it, it's a whole other monster. Mm -hmm. So, you know, shacking up sounds great, but then you can't do a lot of the things that most married people would do, like buy a home together or, you know, buy cars in, in each other's names and that kind of thing. You end up really not kind get of social security. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And sure. not be able to make medical um, decisions unless mm -hmm. it's. Uh, documented properly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, which you have to go and get, <laughs> you know, a lawyer to do as well. I don't know. You don't really need a lawyer for that, but you do need to have it notarized. Oh, okay. that that's that that's what the the plan what you is. Want done. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, because if you're if you're not family, yes, because family takes control over everything, with the exception if you have like a living will or and girlfriend or boyfriend doesn't mean shit. Mm -mm. And you know, it doesn't matter how long you were together. No. And then it goes to the kid. Years. It, it could go to the kid that you haven't spoke to in 25, 30 years. Like, so that, yep. that part, you know, makes sense, but no, it, it, it does. <laughs> and like I said, but, but how do we solve that problem? Because obviously divorce is an epidemic. It, it is. You're looking. Yeah. The last I heard, <clears throat> I think I heard um, someone else was talking about it on a pad, podcast that I was listening to the other day. I think they said 55%, which mm -hmm. I thought it was less than that. I want to say it was just over 50, which is, you know, that's semantics, right? 5%. But yeah. So <laughs> the odds of you getting a divorce are. Yes. It's a, it's a coin flip. You yeah. flip your coin and, and hope for the best. So I don't know. I think it's, I, I don't want to say it's a dead thing because I, I believe that marriage has its place. Um, mostly with having kids. I think if you want to have children, it's important. So they get a name, you know, dad's name. There's yeah, but they can get together. the name anyway. Like, see, that's, that's the whole thing, like looking back, you know, and, and going through what I did, I, we didn't need to get married. You know, we, we didn't have any kids. We mm -hmm. adopted together, which is allowed without being married. She was able to take both of our last names, which she did because she wanted to belong to both families. Um, it didn't change it. It didn't change a lot as far as like what we could and couldn't do because of the way we set everything up. However, what it did was it made everything really freaking serious and and final. And I don't know. I think it took. Over the years, I think it took from the relationship. You, you think it, it took from the relationship being married? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that? <clears throat> we weren't staying there because we wanted to be there. We were staying there because we made that vow to each other, that commitment. Okay. And not that you shouldn't make commitments to somebody that you want to be with. You absolutely should. But what is that noise? I don't know. It's on your side, I think. Huh. Huh. 
I don't know it. Yeah, it's on your side for sure. Wow. I am so sorry. Oh, that was odd. See? <laughs> please, please uh, edit that. <laughs> the Man, TV just so. started working for no I, reason. I, I like that. I think we're going to leave it in. <laughs> it, it makes things way more weirder. Like, I was like, see, what is that? <laughs> that, 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 was the, that was the ghost of marriage trying to tell you something. Right? <laughs> it came, my, my TV was off and I'm not yeah. even touching the remotes. They're close to me, but I wasn't mm. even close to the surface <laughs> that they're on. And the TV just turned on and started mm -hmm. making noise. I don't, maybe, I, maybe I got some things wrong I should think about. It. I don't know. <laughs> So, so your, your thing was you, you, you think that it was just detrimental of staying together because of a vow instead of getting out when you thought you should have, or that you should have never been married. Uh, I would say my ex would say he never wanted to get married. He did that because of me, but it was mm -hmm. also because of the way that I was raised sure. and, and my beliefs at the time. Now, my beliefs aren't the same because clearly I've been in a marriage and I got a little bit different perspective. And and we didn't always do things the old fashioned way, which was the way that I the example that was set for me. And mm -hmm. so in watching that, I think that he probably would have been happier if we didn't get married. I think it would have been easier to walk away when we needed to. Um, I don't know. I just, I used to really believe in marriage and, and two people being together and making it work. And, and there is a part of me that still very much believes in that. Mm -hmm. But I, I also see that our lifestyles are completely different than what they used to be to accommodate a marriage that will last forever. Like we're, you know, with both people working and both people doing, you know, the gender assigned roles that people had, they're not the same anymore. So the reason for the marriage and everything is totally different than it, than it ever was because the roles and everything are different. So <clears throat> it's kind of, uh, for me looking at it, it's kind of like, uh, old rules in a new world or in a different world than what we were raised with for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I think these days our generation's kind of the the last of that. Right. Hey, you know. I mean, I think. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I could be wrong. We would have to have a younger person on maybe to to ask them, but I think that there's still there's still that place for marriage. I think people still want to get married and still want to have that until they do it. No, I mean, <laughs> you do it and you're married five years. I guarantee you're going to be thinking differently than you would have went before you got married for sure. Uh, well, I would say yes. If you got married at what age? I think if Any I got age. married now, <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think but that I, if you got married for the first time now, or if you got married for the second time, cause the second time, yeah, well, once you've done it, you have a very clear picture of what it's going to look like and what you're going to need to do and how you're going to need to work to make it last and to make it work effectively. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go without its problems. You know, we oh, talk no. a, to a it's lot of people. It's going to go with problems. Right? I talk to For a sure. lot of people that right now, they're not having sex in their marriage. I'm like, how can you be... 50 years old and not having sex in your marriage. Like what is going on? Like there should be that intimacy always, whether it's sex or more intimacy, depending on your age, uh, health who you are. concerns, whatever. Yeah, or to just not who you are. have that, to not have that doesn't make sense. Doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, especially if you're in a committed relationship. So, and I'm hearing that. From everybody, you know, I do hair. I talk to everybody and the guys mm -hmm. are like, I have not had sex in nine or 10 months. Are we or we only have it on our birthday or our anniversary. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what do you do? Because 
it seems like the guys have more of a problem than the women do. The women are like, I don't want to have sex with them. I'm, you know, whatever, burnout, going through menopause, doing whatever the hell they, their bodies are doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And the guys are sitting there like, uh, what about me? Yeah. I realize you have to take care of the kids all day, but you know, I'm here. <laughs> right. There should be, I don't know. I, mean, obvi- <clears throat> I just obviously see things changing. There's no communication. Yeah. That's part of it. And I think yeah. that with any marriage, and again, from the beginning, if you're going to get married, married, there, there has to be such a deep understanding of communication, which is where my litmus test comes in. Like, there's, there's got to be a way through psychologists being able to come up with questionnaires on how to make sure these things are. Because look, let, let's say we have a test that gives you an 80% accurate score. And I'm just throwing that out. It's not a hundred because nothing's perfect. But let's say we have the the test that we're going to give these these new couples. It's it's about eighty percent right. Okay. So you come back and it says your communication skills with each other are horrible. Your sex traits are great. This that there's a bunch of these little things. But at the end, it says we we would say you probably shouldn't get married. Those are probably, you know, if you're answering these questions with a truthful aspect, you should probably walk away. Just because the odds are already against you at 50 percent. If you're stacking 50 percent on a a test score that says, hey, you're you're probably not going to make this work because it's. It's only 80% on top of the 50% that we already have as a nation or I'm, I'm saying a nation because I don't think it's the world. I, I, I just see it as, as there's got to be something walking in that at least gives couples a better understanding of who they are with each other. There was a, um, like the love language test. Mm-hmm. You know, we did that really early in our podcast. Matter of fact, I think it was like the third episode we did it. Yeah. It's it's a pretty interesting test just to see on who you are. If and again, if we take that for more than face value of what it is, you know, some people are so polar opposites of what they're looking for that I think that when you look at things like that, you you have to step back and go, our love languages are so fucking far apart yeah. that that it, it's dangerous. If you're someone who needs to have being touched all the time and you're with somebody who likes to have, you know, things done for them, that might be a very bad thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Or it could be the greatest thing in the world because she's, she's giving you the touching thing and you're actually doing things for her. And then the love languages are getting fulfilled. Um, Right. But you have to make sure that you know those languages. Like, I think that's important. If you're, if you're one of those people that's like, look, I've had a long day. I just want to cuddle. That's all I want to do. Put on the tube, cuddle, go to sleep. And I don't mean that as an everyday thing, but you're a cuddler. That's the better way of putting it. That's who you are. Like, I like that. And, and, and it's probably going to turn to sex or it's going to turn to this or whatever that is. But that's the beginning of what I'm looking for. I want someone who's going to sit on the couch with me, be next to me, talk. I'm a communicator. Um, I like the cuddling thing that whatever it turns into, it turns into. But there are those other people that you look at those love languages and they're like, I'm a gifter. I want gifts. That's what that's how I deal. And and that's what people some people just like that. They're. So you have to be able to look at both parts of that. And that should also be part of that test where, again, small percentages of like, look, your love languages are pretty far off. Like, sure, you could do them, but this or your communication skills are probably not the greatest with each other. This guy's a talker. You're an introvert. You don't like human beings, even (laughs) though you like each other. So there's to me, there's just things like that where you kind of have to find a common ground of making marriage not so easy to do. 
I don't have the answer and I didn't think we'd get it from this. I just wanted to kind of talk it out to see what, like, what do we think is something that can be done? So do you, who do you think should be in charge of this? The government? (laughs) Um, I mean, I think that there should be facilities to take a test. You should never be denied. There should be no, like, you can't get married because the test says you're, you know, the odds of you succeeding are 20%. Take the 20%. There's fucking people who gamble every day with tons of money and roll dice to see if they can, you know, make a fortune. Yeah. So like, to me, I'm not saying this should be any way of, of doing it, but it should be harder. I think marriage license should be more expensive. There should be, you should have to jump through hoops and say, I've taken all these tests. You don't even, even if you fail them all or have the worst test scores in the world, I think you should have to take the tests. And then, so then you, you go into this marriage with like, look, we've taken these tests and like, all right, we're still going to do it, but we know that we're going to have to work at these certain things. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the thing you take these tests to, so you can, as a couple work, you know, you know, you have. You know, you do this, this and this together. Great. It's amazing. You know, you both love sushi and going to the zoo. So you can throw that one away. We're good there. But I'm a communicator and you like to if I ask you, hey, is there anything wrong? You go, why do you have to ask me if there's anything wrong? It's like because you're being a bitch. It's like (laughs) I I can tell (laughs) or. And because and, you're acting like a complete asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not normal. <laughs> yeah. If I'm if I'm pouting in the corner, there's probably a reason. If I, and you both have to be able to say there is something wrong right now. And it's it's a little bit of this. And I'll talk to you when I can, when I'm ready. But no one says shit like that anymore. People just <laughs> go their separate ways. And now we have phones that we text other people. Mm-hmm. So instead of dealing with it inside. You text other people like your best friend going, hey, dude, I'm, I'm having this problem. What do you think? It's like instead of just going to your mate and going, hey, what do you think of this? And, and maybe we'd know more of that if there was this litmus test. And again, it's free. We make it free, free. And you can, but you, you take these steps to say before you, you get your marriage license, there's a check off to go, hey, man, did you take the social skills test? Yeah, it's right here. Check it off. Awesome. Should take the uh, love language test. Awesome. We don't care what your scores are. Don't care. The scores mean nothing to us. It just means that you've gone these steps to make sure that you think your marriage is going to be successful. It's only going to be successful if you both work at it anyway. But if you have some kind of like, look, we scored really low in communication skills. We have to work on that. How do we do that? I don't know. We go to this person and we talk to both of them and we talk to the psychiatrist and they go, hey, we think we should do this, this and this. We send you along your way. It's almost like pre-marriage counseling. You know what I mean? Like, and I know, and again, I'm not religious, but you know, the Catholic faith, you have to go through the priest. Mm -hmm. Like there's some major steps before you get married. Again, I mean, still not a way out, but I, I, I kind of like not your, completely effective at keeping no, people married either. No, not even close, because I think, you know, like divorce is always the way out, whether it's hard to do it or not. Yeah. So it, it's kind of it's it's going to be irrelevant either way to say, hey, you can get married and and. You can get divorced. It's just going to be jumping through hoops and doing all this stuff. So I just think that the having some kind of checks and balances, maybe that's the better way of putting it. I hate to say that it's a personality test, but it is. We it, There are checks and balances of saying, look, you've gone these steps as a couple. Because if it means something, you're going to take these tests anyway and not just say it's the heart or it's the brain because we both know that they contradict each other oh all the time <laughs> all, all, the time, all the time you know and i 
I'm a heart person. I, I, if I have a feeling, I run with the feeling, which can get you in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. I'm kind of wondering what I am anymore because it seems like I just learned how to be really still. <laughs> so, so where does that put me? I have no idea. It's now, I, not because yeah. I'm not a brain person. Because yeah. someone can can pound it in my head all day long that it's a really horrible bad idea. <laughs> horrible. They're like, you know what you're doing? It's really stupid. And I'm like, yep, but I like her. And when I'm around her, my heart goes, and that's all that matters. So you get that. And I've and I've done that for a long time. This mm-hmm. isn't anything new. No. You know, start <laughs> no. start start started with you know, it started with one girl in high school and, and it's gone its path the whole way. You know? Yeah, you're even, pretty consistent. I'm pretty consistent. <laughs> and, and and what's even funnier, when I saw her 20 years later, still pretty consistent. Heart went pitter patter, but the, you know, the reality of things when you're older is a little different, mm-hmm. but I still, my still pitter patter went through. <laughs> so, you know, tons of these people are, are getting married off of the heartstrings, which, you know, again, uh, it, it's worked for people for a long time. So right. I, I can't totally shit on it. But I definitely think it there's there's got to be a harder way or a, a more in-depth um, personality tests or personality, whatever you want to call it, to find out how compatible you are well before you get so deep into that that you're spending, you know, $30,000 on a wedding and $15,000 on a ring and, you know, all these things where five years six years later you're divorced you have no money you're selling your house none of you neither of you are doing well it's just i don't know it to me it just seems so counterproductive that if you can knock it off at the pass and, and get to the fork in the road and be like look you know we've been together three years it's obviously not working or we're really not the same. You know, there's, we, we have these good things. We enjoy our company, but it, it, we're still not the same people. And, you know, we, we do these fun things together, but that's probably not going to work out. Let's just get to that pass and fork in the road and shake each other's hands, give each other a hug and go separate ways. Because it it's the marriage game is scary. Like, I've talked about it before on here and I would probably do it again with the perfect storm where I just someone that I'm just, and and I don't even have to be head over heels with them. I have to be compatible, so compatible that I can think that I could wake up in the morning and no matter how the day goes, I I know I'm going to be okay with that person again i think way more friend now than romance even though that's super important but i think that you you have to be with someone who's very much your best friend that you can i think see yourself i think that's the best way to be at any age getting married Mm -hmm. but there needs to be so much more than that oh for sure Uh, There has to be many, many, many things that click, you know, a relationship should be a puzzle. You know, it's it's uh, whether it's a kid's puzzle where it has 12 big pieces or a thousand little ones. I I think it's a puzzle, um, but there's definitely bigger pieces to that puzzle. Like for like I said, for me, I, I want my best friend. I want someone that. No matter what, I can I feel comfortable going to dinner or going to the gun range or walking the dog. Doesn't matter. As long as I'm with you, those are the things that are fun to me. It's like I just want to be around you. And then I think generally other things fall into place. You just can't only be friends. 
because if you're only friends, that's the kiss of death. There has to be a friendship base with the other things around it, with the romance and the, you know, childlike goofiness of poking each other and, you know, things like that. There's, but I, but I think that, you know, you should know each other and however we find that out, you know, the love language thing is a great way. I think at least on the, on the base of like a small curve over the relationship, it's like, Hey, we've taken this test years ago. Someone else sent me another, another like uh couples test. I forgot what it was, but it was like a bunch of these little questions that kind of gave you an idea if you were compatible or had the same kind of thinking. So there's things out there. I mean, I just think we as a society in the United States, at least need to find a way to make sure that marriage, I want to say is harder or maybe just it's you, you have to understand each other before you get too deep. And when it's time you, there should be some kind of set way of getting a divorce like look this is this this is this you're gonna go your separate ways you know if you have no children it's good luck i'm sorry good luck i'm sorry everyone goes you split whatever your you know 50 50 if you're in this state (laughs) um you know whatever that is everyone goes their separate ways and try not to make it such a a horrible experience because Man, I've had a lot of friends who got divorced that had horrible divorces. Horrible. I mean, for God's sakes, people have been murdered over divorce. Murdered over it. Like, so Mm -hmm. I, and I tell people about mine and they're like, you have no idea how lucky you are. Mm -hmm. And I am. And I, and I know it. We, we both walked away clean with no money exchanging. We, she took her stuff that she wanted. And I took the rest. We decided on our kid. She took care of him when I needed clothes for him to go to school. She sent money or gave me clothes. So I lucked out. And, but I'm a rare case in the divorce war because there are people who, have to meet in parking lots away from, you know, each other's new boyfriends or girlfriends. And I don't want you to come do this. And this is different and don't have their kids over when our kid is there and tons of craziness that that shouldn't have to be. Mm -hmm. If we came up with a better way of getting out of a relationship, I love your 10 year plan. I, I think that there's, (laughs) <laughs> there's something to that you know maybe we need to to come up with an idea for people that are interested in that and you just sign that when you get married and legalize it where it's like 10 years we're good so yeah maybe you got something going know. there maybe maybe people just won't be getting married because they don't have the same um examples that we had you know that's a dying generation and it's things are not the way that they used to be at all Mm -hmm. especially with both people and the family having to work and everything so i don't know maybe things will just figure themselves out because nobody's gonna really have the same belief system that we once did it's changing yeah but i don't know i mean i still think that that it's pushed in society i mean there's still movies, there's still entertainment, there's still books that are still like, hey, because I think everyone wa- wants some sort of storybook. I wouldn't say that, you know, I told somebody one time because I was told that storybook relationships are nonsense. And I was like, they're only nonsense if you don't work at them. If you work for the storybook, it's there. It's like anything you can have. You can have anything. If you're willing to sacrifice and work for it. Mm -hmm. So 
yes, you're not going to have a Hollywood relationship because it's written about things that aren't real. But I think you can be pretty damn close to having a great storybook, fairy tale, whatever you want to fucking call it. As long as you're both working at it and communicating every day, like, I need you to do this. Can you help me with this? This is what I want to do. This is where I see us in the future. That's another thing you should ask people. Before you ever get married, where do you see where do you see us in five years? Because that's a that's a test in itself. And I mean, don't ask each other like this. Write it down and then swap papers. See, because once one of once one person says something, the other person may tweak their five year plan. Mm -hmm. If you write that shit down and then give them to each other. And say, this is what I see myself in five years. You may have two totally different game plans of what five years looks like to each other. And nonetheless, 10, 10 years. If you had a 10-year commitment plan, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where did you see yourself in 10 years? Totally different, I'm sure. So I don't. Even looking at, I remember the year that I turned 40 and how different things were for me during that year. I couldn't have told you where I was. If you had asked me that at 30, if you had asked me that at 35, if you had asked me at 39, I would have had no clue, no clue what was going to happen to me that year. And everything that I thought was what I was supposed to be doing ended up stopping. Like everything just came to a screeching halt. So even that's hard. Like, People have asked me, well, where do you see yourself now in the next 10 years? I'm like, well, I hope alive. Like, I hope I get through this. Like, right. I don't really know. I'm writing. I'm doing my podcast. I'm still working. I'm I'm traveling. I'm meeting people. I'm doing all kinds of different things. I don't know what that means for mm -hmm. me in the next six months, let alone five years. Because mm -hmm. I'm still threatening selling all my shit and going to Greece and mm -hmm. just starting over. <laughs> A lot of hairy men there that I could groom and make money and live. Yikes. You know? Did you just say that? <laughs> There's a lot of hairy dudes. I'll be shaving a lot of backs. Well, you know, it is what it is. You know, I could start my whole business up and be just fine there. And I know what I'm doing. It wouldn't be like I need, really need any training. Like, mm -hmm. it's true. think about it. That's a whole new class of people that yeah. I can. <laughs> yeah. Have scissors, that's a new business we'll travel. <laughs> that's, that's how you should look at it. Have scissors, we'll travel. You can go anywhere. That's, mm -hmm. there is. You have a a skill you can take anywhere. Mm -hmm. They they cut hair in Australia and they cut hair in Greece. It, I could it, even go to prison and do it there. Like, I hear a lot of barbers come out of prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, barbers and tattooers. Yeah, it's or true. both. They yeah. can do them both. They do them both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I tattoo on the side during my shaving of the guy's head. Yeah. So yeah. Any last uh, words for our make marriage harder and divorce easier segment? Don't get married. <laughs> Live in sin. Don't get married. Save yourself. <laughs> run, run, run. 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 Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I say uh, my last word is this, is, is marriage is not easy. It's a second mm -mm. job. And if you don't look at it like it's work, it will never work. That's true. But I will say that if you're willing to put time in and willing to communicate, it's something that still may be a worthy thing to do in your life. That's the only way I can put it, because, look, uh, as much as I want to believe in the fairy tale, yeah, it, it's getting harder and harder to believe it. Mm -hmm. So uh, but I still drop tears when I watch all these romance movies, so. Maybe I I'm don't just drop anything. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, one see, I, I'm movies. I'm just a sucker for that shit. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that to make your choices, make it find each other well before you get there. Take as many questionnaires and and stupid articles and Cosmo that tell you if you're compatible. Just talk about things and then write down. Like I said, write down your your where do you see you as a couple in five years and, and just see what, what the other person thinks. You, you may be surprised that you shouldn't be with that person. Well, before that, or you may find out that you're with the hundred percent winner that you both have this, you know, 
vision of the future with each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they, they need to find a way to make this divorce thing a little less um, volatile because it's, it's really. Um, yeah, it could be pretty bad. It's taking its toll on people's family lives where if you sit down and understand, look, it's, this isn't working anymore or it hasn't worked in years and it's time. It's better to, to jump out of an airplane with a parachute than just jump out. Mm, that's for so sure. I don't know. That's that's my views. And uh, yeah, and that's another show. And that's another show. And, you know, you can <laughs> listen to this show on Apple. And Spotify and Google and Amazon and iHeartRadio and anywhere you can hear podcasts. You can check us out on the Facebook, the Instagram, the YouTube a little bit, uh, sometimes Twitter. And now that we're going to have a social media person, probably TikTok. So we're going to find a way to get in your ears and you're going to find a way to send this to your best friend and make them listen to it as well. Um, please feel free to share, like, and uh, follow. follow us. So yeah, it just pops up mostly on Spotify. I'm, I'm a Spotify guy. That's what I used for my pods. And it's funny if once you follow every time someone puts out a new pod pops right up on my phone, you just set nice. the notifications to, you know, to tell you when there's a new show and there, and there's a lot of good pods out there. So let's, uh, let's be part of that. Let's see if we can't get some new guests coming on this coming year. We have lots of stuff planned. So it's going to be an interesting new year. Mm-hmm. And we're and come June, we're going to hit 100 episodes. So that's so crazy. It's it's psycho. <laughs> so besides that, um, you know, just so you know, this is an opinion show. So don't get it twisted. Keep coming back and listening. And we have many, many more subjects to cover. Tina, it's been fun as always. Yeah, take care of yourself. Feel better. Uh, I'm going to do my best to uh, put a nice warm cloth on my head and eat some dinner and probably (laughs) cuddle my dog and go to sleep. Right on. All right. We'll see you in a week, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See ya.